1: FM to get started. Tonight on Killing Eve, we're almost to the end. Aaron goes after Villanelle, Villanelle takes on Nico and Eve's getting vulnerable. Don't go anywhere.
0: You're tuned in to Afterbus TV, the
1: ESPN of TV talk. Now,
2: let the buzz begin.
1: Going on, everybody. Episode seven. Can you guys <laughs> believe it? We have only oh, one more oh. big finale after this one. Oh I'm goodness. Haley J. To my left, we've got Delia and Erica, hey, guys ladies as always, joining me to dive into this episode. So I always say this, but we've got a lot to get to. Oh yeah. So our big topics of this episode were Aaron taking Villanelle to lunch, which then obviously leads to Rome and seeing a bigger side of. Aaron Peel's very creepy personality. And then Villanelle coming after Nico and her whole plot that we will fast forward to once we see the end of what she does to poor Gemma and what her whole agenda is with while she goes after Nico, what mm-hmm. her plan is with that. And then we're seeing Eve let her guard down where she's actually, I think, admitting to other people and herself that she's a little more attached than she should be in this case. It's business is definitely mixing with pleasure and she's letting us inside to see what she's really feeling. So, of course, we have our special segment where Erica is going to tell us all about the creepy people that we should avoid if they're still living. Kind of resembling Villanelle, but we like her. (laughs) All right. So, first of all, what did you guys think of tonight's episode?
2: I thought Aaron was super weird, again. But, like, an extra layer of weirdness where he just likes to control everything. But I was loving Rome and all the luxuries and the clothes. So I was kind of for it. I was like, I'll deal with your weirdness, but
0: yeah, I definitely thought it was a very fun episode, you know, with him, but but it was very kind of scary mm-hmm. to think this person was going to buy all her clothes and was constantly watching her via mm-hmm. video camera and stuff. That was really really frightening, but um yeah, really interesting to see how she handled it and played it. So really yeah. good episode.
1: I sure. felt like he played that character really well as far as being creepy and just even the posture of staying so still. Mm -hmm. I think he was definitely the right person to play that character because all those things come into play. Just your mannerisms and really just being creeped out by the way they approach things and their movements. I thought he did a good job. But overall, I thought this episode was definitely telling of what's going to happen in the finale, even though I don't want to jump too far with predictions, but we see that right now it looks like Eve and Villanelle are getting along pretty well. I'm not Mm -hmm. even nervous anymore when they're in the same room. I don't think Villanelle's going to suddenly kill Eve or vice versa, Mm -hmm. but I think in the finale we might see them have a little tension, but we'll get to that at some point. (laughs) But so let's talk about Aaron Peel and his creepy approach and him and his control. Like, talk about, you know, stage five clinger, a guy being controlling, but I think he seems like the type of guy that is used to getting his way. His money speaks for him. Clearly he's smart, but my question immediately is, don't you think a guy who does his research, he's very involved in people's backgrounds, he knows a lot about them, don't you think there's something suspicious about Villanelle to him? And obviously he thinks she's Billy at this point, and I know that he's interested more so because he couldn't find out a lot about her, and I think that's what's intriguing. She's a challenge to him, but... Isn't it a little odd that when we first saw her with him, she hits him with a book and now she's so submissive. Is that not suspicious behavior that all of a sudden she wants to do whatever he says? Or do you think maybe she's manipulated by the money in this situation and circumstance?
2: I don't know. I thought she was kind of like with us and figuring him out at the moment because we knew he was controlling and we knew he was a certain way. And she is trying not to get in trouble because of her job. But it almost felt like she's just testing the water. She's just kind of being like, all right, what is this world? I'll do what you say. But it wasn't... I don't think it's well, because... from her
1: standpoint, I know she's trying to just do her job. Yeah. But if I were him, I would think there's something up with this girl. She was such a firecracker with yeah. me. And now she wants to do whatever I say.
2: But I feel like he almost feels like he found someone that's just as weird as him. Because she's so detached as well. Like, they both are, I think, are psychopaths. And I think that's right. what the doctor had said. That they both speak the same language. Or understand so they understand each other like others can On the same can. wavelength, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, I did notice that too. Because I was like, okay, she was sort of, that's what he kind of found attractive originally, was that she was sort of fight, fighting back. But I think he wasn't really as being as derogatory as he was before. So it was more like, okay, eat this, wear this. Mm-hmm. And it was just um, weird. Yeah. You know? Like, more so than like to get you mad, it was just like yeah, he's crazy. Super weird. Like yeah. that's his of
1: thing. all the weird things he did, what's the one that stood out to you guys the most that he asked of her?
2: The belt. Like I thought that was really weird. Well, I've seen that before. Men in power usually like to control, like even down to what you wear. So I've seen that before with like really high, like men who are really high in stature, and like they'll have their wives come out in. And dressing the be like, you're not wearing that to the event, like, take it off. that will look better on the model. Like, I've seen it with wow. men who have a lot of power, so it's a power thing. And, yeah, I was like, oh, that just sits so wrong with me. It's just about he wearing it all wrong. I just didn't like it.
0: Yeah, um, I think for me, the creepiest was him just, like, sitting there watching her eat all the time, and he wasn't eating anything. Like, that seemed okay, yeah, I'm going to take you for ice cream and just watch you oh, eat yeah, ice cream. Oh, yeah, that's true. That part was kind that of A little fetish almost. Yeah, yeah, like, that part was weird, especially, like, so you don't eat. Like, that's the part where it's like, okay, that part was kind Do of... Do you guys
2: think he gets off? Like, because you know how Villanelle says that she likes to sleep with them and touch them and everything, but he doesn't like to. So He likes to keep that di- distance. Do you guys think he likes to get off in that way? Like, remain far away but know everything about I could them. I can see that
1: because I think that he is a very private person in all ways so I think that his idea of enjoyment is seeing the vulnerable side to other people. Yeah. Right. Just like feeling like he has every aspect of control whether it's sexual or mental whatever it is, knowing everything he needs to know about them but not giving them in return knowing about him. Yeah. But to me the weirdest thing was the chocolate and spitting out the orange chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what oh, would you guys yeah. do if and typically i don't know about you guys but i've never been to rome and had a guy give me a full closet of clothes it all seems exciting to be in that situation at first but if i had a guy being so controlling telling me to spit out a candy that i liked but he didn't Mm -hmm. that to me is a little crazy yeah (laughs) a lot crazy actually
2: yeah i think it was to the level of like i was i was with villanelle she kind of was just doing it just to be like all right like be like I'm gonna figure you out eventually. But yeah, I would have been like I probably would have swallowed it. If it's my candy, I'm gonna eat it.
1: Right? I and, finish and unless you taste it. it already, it's like, oh just try the cookie and spit it out. Like yeah. Nah, no yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that's weird. But I also feel like maybe it was just like
0: so shocking where you're like, What? This person told me to do that that you just kinda go along with
1: it. But well yeah. that's the biggest thing with Aaron Peel. She doesn't does she know that he's watching her from the room? She doesn't know that, right? Know. I, don't I don't think so. I don't
2: think she's aware
1: aside from that, he's very vocal about I want to watch you eat. I want you to... Like, I want you to know that I researched you. So he's not trying to hide that he's very creepy. Yeah. He's letting her know that. But I think what you said, they're kind of a match for each other. But I do wonder if Villanelle is putting on the character of Billy for the sake of the job right so i i do feel like there's a part of her that's like i just want to stab this guy so bad right now yeah
2: i'm pretty sure like yeah. at some point there's gonna be a villanelle being reckless and mess up the job because that's kind of what she does sometimes she kind of goes off in her own ways and just kind of sometimes messes it
1: it does seem yeah. though when they have the conversation on the couch at the end that there is a part of her that's now Actually intrigued by him. Mm-hmm. And it seems like she's coming on to him.
2: Yeah. Even Hugo said that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little
0: bit. It does seem like they're, you know, she's kind of really getting into it. And
2: well,
1: either she's having fun messing with him or there's a part of her that wanted to, because when a girl and a guy are in a room together and then she asked, do you ever think about touching someone? It kind of seems like she wants a conversation to go in that direction.
2: Because she's so sexual. Like that's right. one of her weapons. Not that she uses sex as her weapon, but she does sleep with. Her victims. Think that, yeah, are. she
1: feels empowered by it,
2: and so he is. I think threatened by that fact because she can have that intimacy, like the way she is with with Eve. It's even a sexual tension that draws her them together, versus he has like this thing with uh, Billy, but it's a, at a distance. He's like in understanding them, like with with the mind. I think it's more intellectual.
1: What do we think about? um Aaron's at the dinner table with the business guys mm. and him knowing everything about them and what what did we think that developed about his character
2: Holy shit that's what I thought I was like he what? called him out I was like <laughs> yeah. th- that was intense like just yeah. knowing everything And him And L-
1: loved L- that too Yeah she, she cuz I think that's something it. that you know she would find fun to do just to really call someone out and especially expose them and their sexuality and their yeah. money and I knew you texted your mom and I would
2: be terrified
1: your if someone Your wife almost knew. tried to
2: kill you but she didn't go through with it. the exact
1: time you guys had sex I'd be like whoa oh,
2: yeah I was like what okay this was. I this, would not want to mess with, was, with that guy. Yeah this is amazing. Yeah. I was like okay like I don't know what he does or whatever but he, I understand why he's so powerful because that is to have that much dirt on someone y'all that's
1: definitely psychopath material. (laughs) That's
2: so dangerous. Sitting alone,
1: watching him watch other people. That's like his... That's how he gets off in every way. But what do we think he was like as a child? Like, how does one turn into this type of person? I
2: have no idea.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I felt like... That I guess whatever he's
0: selling, like if it's software or whatever, he's like, okay, let me show you what it can do. And I found out all this information about you. And um, so it really is intriguing that he took the time to even develop something that, that's sort of insidious and, you know, and that could affect criminals and governments across the world, really. So I really that think that would be
2: like the biggest threat. Like that would be the biggest weapon information. Right. On exactly.
1: Absolutely, like power of knowledge. Yeah. And then almost making your opponent feel like you're always one step ahead because yeah. you knew their plan all along, so you know the next step or direction that they probably go in.
2: Like this is a really good villain. In, yeah, like, it is. And like, that's like, that a great
1: character. Yeah. It's like the nerd comes out on top, it's like always be nice it's to the nerd. It's so weird because right. I love exactly.
2: I love when he comes on. Like I don't I don't understand it. Like I don't like him. I don't wanna like him, but I'm looking forward to his scenes. I'm like, is he going to be on? Is it is Aaron, like, what the hell is he going to do? Like, that's the that's weird that I want to yeah. know. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: I agree. He's very creepy. It's really interesting. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: And, of course, we always
1: want to know what you guys think, so be sure to go on the YouTube page, leave comments, let us know what you're thinking, because we have too many thoughts to keep in mind. So anything that you can rate, subscribe to the channels would help us out so much, because... It's easy to get lost in your thoughts yes. with these episodes. And that's why I can't believe we had one more left. I know. I know. Because it's a quick season. I know. it flew. It's always the best shows that you feel like they don't give you enough. But I think that's what we need. And I do wonder if the show getting more progress and more people picking up, especially within the second season, I wonder if they'll extend season three I at all. I
2: don't think so because uh, if you know the creator, she also did Fleabag. And Fleabag also only has like eight episodes or six episodes per season. So I think that's just like the the way they write it. They just write Mm -hmm. it out for six or eight seasons. I mean, for eight episodes.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of British shows are only like eight episodes a season. Oh, is that normal for British TV? Yeah, for a lot of British TV shows.
1: That is kind of cool in a way because it keeps you wanting more. It keeps you interested. And I do think a lot of times people end up getting bored or they miss episodes and it's almost like, oh, I'm too far gone now. So maybe that is a good strategy, actually, to not have it be information overload, especially with a show like this.
2: Yeah, this is intense, too. Can you imagine being an actor and having to do like... 18 episodes. Yeah, Um, that would be
1: challenging. Yeah, I would really love if we had the opportunity to maybe next season talk to one of the guys on set because we know this is a very strong female set. Mm -hmm. Right. So I wonder if they feel a shift in a typical movie set where there may be more guys, a male director, just like I mean, there are multiple guys within the episodes, but at the same time it is known for being a very female dominated show. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if the dynamic on set is any different.
2: Be interesting. Yeah,
1: hopefully next season we'll get somebody in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that will be fun. If you're watching out there, we'd like to talk to you. And then, of course, we got to get to Villanelle and her approach with Nico. Ugh. You guys, they really left us hanging for a long time. I even yeah. looked at you while we were watching, like,
2: is that it? Are we going to find out <laughs> anything more about right, this? Yeah. Right.
1: Why do we think Villanelle did that?
2: Well, I felt like, okay, so she was trying to understand if Nico was still after Eve, right? Because she was like, do you love her still? I don't know why she killed Gemma. Was that a message to Eve? Because she couldn't kill Nico, she would never forgive I him. I definitely think a part of her wanted to have fun, and then another part of her,
1: because we always know she's sending some type of message. She's I always got not, a plan. I did not yeah. enjoy this part, y'all.
2: I just got a storage locker myself, oh, no. so I was like watching this, and I was like, I am never <laughs> yeah, going don't go back. alone. I was so scared, you guys. I've been tr- no, oh I'm gosh. not. So- <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's it was funny. terrible. Um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought she did it to kind of like scare Nico away from mm. maybe going back to Eve because he was like, "Yeah, I still love Eve" or whatever. And um, you know, I think this was kind of her sign to him, like, "Don't go back." I think.
2: So you think it was for Nico and not for Eve?
0: Yeah, because I'm not sure. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. Like, I I don't know. Like, is you know what? Is he going to because isn't that his storage locker, right? yeah, that's his right, self. so he's gonna have to get rid of her
1: I did yeah, I agree yeah. with you where I didn't so much think it was for Eve just because
2: Cause we I don't saw... yeah, I
0: don't know if Eve is actually gonna find
1: her or find out about it because Unless Nico tells
2: her, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying I think Cause... she'll
1: find out, but I don't think it will be the main main plot right now. I think it'll come up later, you know I think she will yeah. at some point because be she death.
2: can't kill Nico. She knows right that at the. At least at right now, she can't kill him because there's still feelings. It is almost a questionable
1: act because if she kind of takes away Nico's interest, then that just really leaves Eve and Nico again. Right. Because I don't see Nico just picking up another girl. So that's. It's almost questionable of why Villanelle would set it up to be just them two. You'd think you would
2: want him out of the picture. You'd think Villanelle would want him with Gemma, actually. But she also. She also said that they had great sex after she had, they had that encounter together in the hallway. Or was it outside where she runs into Nico and then afterwards right. he gets so powerful with her? So I don't know if she's also kind of being like, if you're going to be with her, this is the kind of man you have to be
0: See, I don't know, because I feel like if you know that she murdered this girl and basically left her in a storage room to implicate you, so he's either going to have to get rid of her body or call the police and explain something that basically sounds crazy, because I'm sure his fingerprints are the only thing there. So I think theoretically, he's got to be frightened. Like, he has to be like, okay, if I go back to Eve, maybe she'll kill Eve. Like, I don't know. I feel Mm -hmm. like he'll be scared enough not to go back, like really out of fear. No,
2: I think you're right. Is he locked in too? He's locked. It, looked like He's it. it locked looks like it looks like they were locked cuz he looked like he was sleeping on the floor, right? So he'd have to like scream to get out of
1: the locker unless And so or, many questions of we just see <laughs> yeah. at the very end Gemma hanging there or not hanging but she's got the mask and she's been suffocated it yeah. looks like. Yeah. So where was Nico when that happened cuz he wakes up to be surprised to
2: find her that way? Well, she drugged him cuz there was pills on the floor? And so I'm as a missile. Yeah, there was that. pills okay. like that were spread. So she obviously drugged him and he okay. was like knocked out. Okay. I thought he was knocked out. Sense. I don't know cuz I'm like yeah. what she do to him Yeah, It was, was like very subtle like camera work at the beginning of the scene. And
1: I think because there I have a theory just because we saw Nico get a little bit physical with Villanelle not like she was ever afraid of him, mm-hmm. but I do think that maybe this was her showing him like yeah, you can be a tough guy but I will kill people. So I'm the one in charge. I think maybe she needed to put him back in his place a little bit. And she's having fun with it. She enjoyed, I really think she enjoyed every step of the way of scaring Gemma and even mimicking her. And then toying around with, I just want the shepherd's pie recipe. And really just having a lot of fun and terrifying these pretty much innocent people. Yeah,
2: I wonder, a part of me wonders if she would not have killed Gemma if Gemma wasn't so annoying. Right, like I I'm know, just right? wondering like, if she had just stopped saying Nico, like if she would have just like let it g- like slide that's the part of me that's just like do we just, think like, that's a real British accent her uh, the, the Gemma one. as like her real person I think she's like she's she has a British accent but it's from like the southern part Niko. like it's kind of more <laughs> of a I don't know a southern kind of I don't know <laughs> I, I know it's like it's like a, a region because it's a different dialect but it's, right. I've heard it before, but it's very, I, I want to say towny, the equivalent yeah. of towny in yeah. Boston. Yeah, yeah. it's then, not like high posh British. High posh. <laughs> and Villanelle, Villanelle
1: is very posh, so I yeah, can see yeah. how she would not like anyone that is not on the posh level as yeah. her. But she made the comment saying, you are so close that I would have let you go if you just said you didn't love Eve. Do we believe her? Do we think that she really would have been like, okay, bye.
2: Maybe. I think I do kind of believe her if he had been like, I'm letting you two be together. I think she would have backed off. I personally think she would have. Um, Yeah,
0: I don't think she would have. You, you not think, she, think would she, she would have killed No, because like, even if Nico doesn't say anything, she she really would have had no way to control Gemma from true. talking ever. So, <laughs> I pretty much <laughs> think. <That's laughs> mean, yeah, I also true. felt like
1: it was a test of his loyalty. I feel like, in a way, she would be upset if he didn't say he still loved her to prove that can you admit that you still love her in front of Gemma who like how how serious are you with Gemma type thing yeah yeah
2: that's a good point but that
1: would be a little weird if he already loved Gemma at this
2: point they've been hanging out for like two days it is so confused I don't understand Villanelle really I'm just like girl like you want Eve but at the same time she's still playing with her ex-husband. well that's another
1: thing mm-hmm. moving on to how Eve has been acting we're seeing her almost get a little obsessive with her every two seconds she's calling in i just want to make sure you're okay multiple calls she seems like the girl that thinks her boyfriend is cheating and wants to just make sure she's checking in like she's got that location on Mm -hmm. she's got everything set perfectly to make sure that she knows exactly what villanelle's doing which is where i get confused seeing that villanelle's almost do you think she was encouraging eve to go sleep with hugo
2: Oh, definitely. She wanted her to get off somehow, but, like... But she wanted that to be with Hugo. I kind
1: of thought she was just, like, encouraging her to, like, handle it herself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I felt like...
2: I didn't know if she wanted it to be with Hugo. Yeah, I don't
1: think so, because I don't, you know,
2: like, I don't think she really
0: thought of who's going to be in the room with Eve anyway. So, I don't even know. So, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think she intended Eve to sleep with Hugo. But I I
2: think think. as long as she got off, she didn't care while still thinking about her and listening to her. Right. Was the whole point. I guess technically that's kind of sweet. Because Eve doesn't care Eve, I mean not Eve. Eve uh, clearly doesn't no, care about Hugo. I mean Hugo. like uh, Villanelle doesn't care who she sleeps with or how she gets off because she's open to whatever right. kind of sexual Do we think situation. Eve would feel
1: the same way if say Villanelle ends up getting with Aaron?
2: Mmm. No. I don't no. think so. To me I think, I think
1: Villanelle might go with Aaron just depending on whatever happens in this next episode but we were led to believe that was a high possibility in this episode Mm -hmm. so I would be very surprised if Eve was just like yeah you know as long as you're happy too I don't I don't think she would enjoy listening to that
2: I think that would be their fight I think that would actually cause them to actually which could
1: be a foreshadow because we see a slap happen in in the next (laughs) episode so I do wonder if that has anything to do with it but then there's a part of both of the characters that also love this cat and mouse game, and Mm -hmm. I think the jealousy and the fire is what keeps them also so into each other at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right, that's true. So what do we think about Eve telling Dr. Martin that I... Is he a doctor? I I know he found out his name's Martin. We're like, who is this guy? (laughs) But what do we think about her very easily admitting that, yes, I'm too attached, and people that she's working with feeling like she should be off the project because of it?
2: Well, that's the thing that I'm confused about, because... Constantine was talking to Carolyn about when they were talking about Villanelle and we know that Martin had told them that she should be off the case because she was too attached. Right. They kept her on the case. They know how like how obsessed she's become with Villanelle. So I'm starting to question like what the motives are if they're why they were asking her all these questions about her psychology like, her behavior, like, any kind of actions or anything, so I kind of feel like they're making her become super obsessed with Villanelle or they've worked that angle with her. You think it's almost
1: like she's doing exactly what they wanted her to do. Exactly,
2: because they would have taken her off if you have an agent that's obsessed with the serial killer. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, I think that they are having some plan between her and Villanelle, um, You know what I'm saying? I think they have some
2: sort of
1: plan that they're kind of walking into. I don't think we can trust Constantine and Carolyn
2: at all, right? Right. exactly. And they even make like these eye contact, like Mm -hmm. when they say random words, or they just understand, like, oh yeah. Well, you know, and Carolyn just yeah, Carolyn just 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 says something (laughs) witty. Yeah, right, exactly. So that is a
1: very smart writing strategy and Mm -hmm. whole dynamic of technically opposing forces it's like good and evil that are joining with not only villanelle and eve but also this whole production this whole business they're now all maybe on the same side and mm-hmm. like who's against who yeah i really don't want to see eve and villanelle go against each other
2: i don't think they will but they have made eve become super obsessed with villanelle like that's and villanelle loves that you yeah. saw her
1: reaction when she's listening to the voicemails. It's like when you're finally getting the text from the guy right. you want, yeah, you're exactly. like, yes, I got him, type <laughs> thing. I think she's talking about having someone right where you want him. I think she finally feels like Eve likes me. Oh. And I, she knew that, obviously, but now she's getting that that actual reaction. And when she, when Eve was at Villanelle's place earlier and the girl left, what was that? Was, was that signifying that maybe Villanelle was with her? Or do you guys know anything about that one?
0: Um, Yeah, no. I mean, I think we've seen other episodes where Villanelle will just, like, sleep with random people, and then, like, Constantine, I mm-hmm. think, showed up one time and she was, like, in the bed with two people. So I think it's sort of, like, just um, you know, she's sort of casual sometimes I think with sexuality, and so yeah. I think And that's he's why. saying,
1: is anyone else here? Does anyone else want to come out? So I think she yeah. it's almost, like, acceptance of yeah, I know this is the type of person you are, but just kind of making that dig, I feel like she's also expressing that she's not exactly happy with it at the same time. Right. But I don't know if I see Eve ever saying, hey, like, I want it to be just us in the end type thing because, like we've said before, I don't know if that is possible for them.
2: I think she's kind of drawn to Villanelle... Being so open, it's almost exciting for her if they were to have some a third party join them or not or whether they're trying to kill each other and they're having sex. I think that whole question mark with Villanelle is what draws her sexually to her because it's not missionary or boring. So what happens or, yeah. when the fire dies? What do we think is left of that relationship? Oh, I don't think it could... I don't know. I'm starting to think like if Eve is becoming more and more obsessed, if she's developing some sort of psychoses that I don't know, if she becomes crazy too, then they could probably work. <laughs> Let's dive into this a little more of Eve becoming crazy. That's something
1: that Martin actually asked her. Are you feeling like you're doing things out of character? Eve mm-hmm. says yes. So yeah. what, what do you think she was thinking of when she answered yes so honestly? What particular act do you think she was like, this is something unlike what I would do?
2: I think just being, like, thinking about her probably 24-7 to the point of, like, she was going to stay up all night to just hear her breathing or just the fact that Villanelle started talking back to her. But she was going to just stay up all night.
0: Right. Right. I think just her being more and more obsessed and then probably eventually sleeping with Hugo. But at that (laughs) point, I think just her being so obsessive with her and constantly, you know, kind of you know, wanting to make sure she's okay and just all of that. I think that's kind of mostly what she's doing. And she's
2: also (laughs) losing that feeling for other people. You gotta remember, she didn't care how Hugo felt in the morning. She didn't want anything to do. And she doesn't care about Nico and his feelings. Like, she's really just become obsessed with Linnell, and, like, completely side she has seemed to move on from Nico pretty
1: quickly and it's just like she's just and just saying my husband left me as a matter of fact not like yes my husband Mm -hmm. left me
2: and I'm in a horrible spot she's like that happened yes move on so she's cutting off all these soft emotional things that used to make her what she was a great investigator that she can pick up on social cues the fact that she was even with that like that psychopath They killed three women, and he's like, "Oh, Oh,
1: that's a good point." Where she just kind of laughed it off as a joke. I do think she's picking up on that villanelle sense of humor, right? And she's becoming desensitized when she's that's her line of work, and she's around killers, and Mm -hmm. she's friends and love interest with a very dangerous killer in itself. And then my mind went farther of just her obsession with villanelle. I thought of when she almost pushed the guy in front of the track. Mm, Oh, right. That's a good point. Becoming this person, whether villanelle's around or not, I think. Villanelle is so intriguing to her because it's everything that Eve, like we talked about before, peeling back the layers. I think it's everything Eve's been suppressing. And so there's just like, you know, when they say, don't press the button and everything inside of you wants to press the button, Mm -hmm. I feel like she's (laughs) finally getting to press a button and there's just this intensity and this fire behind it. But my question, like I was saying before, is what
2: happens when she presses it? Like, what happens after that? Well, she'd be a great assassin because she's really good at reading people, one, and, like, she can pick up clues very quickly. So it's not... Like, she's very intelligent and emotionally intelligent to, I think, be even better than Villanelle as an assassin just because of how she's able to just... Even better than Villanelle. I, I think
1: so. I Those think, are some fighting words, girl. I, I mean, like, because, like,
2: she would just know the psychology... Like, psychology-wise. Right. Villanelle has more fun and has more of a flair.
1: Right. No, I agree. What do we think about the fact that both... Kenny and Martin, the doctor that she was talking to, both said, I think you should be off the case. Do you think any part of her is just like, thanks for the information? Or, oh man, people are noticing maybe this isn't safe for me? Or do you think she's just, think what you want, guys, I'm doing me at this point. Mm. I think it's more the second option. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that she is
0: aware that Carolyn, I mean, everybody kind of knows um, how obsessive she, she is about Villanelle at this point. So it's kind of like they're not going to take her off the case for whatever reason. I mean, the whole reason why they even brought Villanelle in to get Aaron anyway. So they're willing at this point to blur these lines. So there's no reason for her to really step back because Carolyn and everybody else is aware of it, really.
2: Yeah. I feel like she's just being pushed and stretched in by two different things. One is Villanelle and one is Carolyn. I like, just feel like I don't know if she's made a decision about the boundaries that she's willing to push. I I think
1: you're right. I think she's finding herself through it all mm -hmm. in the most scary, dangerous way. Yeah. Who she actually is. You don't know how
2: far you're willing to go until you get to that point where you're just like, okay, I'm going to stop now. But she's just like, I'm still okay. I'm still okay. I'm still okay. Right. And we,
1: we said it lightly just that she is splitting with Nico. But that's huge if there's someone that you're with and... You think that, you know, this can be your life and then suddenly you're not together. Mm -hmm. I think that alone is a lot to deal with. And we haven't even really seen her cope with that. So she's just in this line of go, go, go. Even the next morning after she, you know, she's that was the first time she slept with another man since Nico, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Most of
1: us, I think that's another sign of her turning into more of a psychopath person. Not to say that, you know, you can't sleep with someone new and not be considered a psychopath, (laughs) but that just develops more of her detached type of feelings now where she can just do that and hey get us coffee we've got work to do the next morning yeah which is why
2: yeah. i wasn't i didn't feel like it was like she slept with hugo even though she did i felt like she slept with villanelle like that i was think so my, too she looked yeah. she kept villanelle in her ear yeah
1: which hugo knew and called her out saying thanks for the threesome right at least hugo understands that she's using him so he's not going to be left heartbroken because right. it's almost funny where he is very strongly coming on to her sexually and she's just fully using yeah. him which not to say this is okay in the opposite way but that's one of the things i do love about this show being so strongly female dominated how they're like you know what we're gonna switch this whole typical the guy plays the dominance right. of sexuality and just using multiple women and she's she kind of swapped that mm-hmm. where she's like no you're my toy and yeah. i'm calling the shots and mm-hmm. you're gonna be my little coffee runner in the morning <laughs> and the person that's there that i'll have sex with just because you're there not because i want you yeah and a part of me was like, You get it girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then this episode is called Wide Awake. Mm-hmm. So when she says to Martin, I feel wide awake, Delia, you're my girl that breaks it down with all the cues and the symbols. So what does that mean to you?
2: I thought honestly it was the moment where like she stayed up all night, you know, hearing it and she's crossing that line. Like she's officially going past these barriers that we didn't really see her doing. Like, she is officially in a sexual situation with Villanelle. Like, we've seen them get close, but it's never been, like, in her ear, in her head, like, as close as possible as you can get to a person without actually being physically there. So, I was like, that was eye opening for me because it's like yeah this is officially obsessive and it's a really strong relationship
1: and it's almost that more of the tension like you can look but you can't touch like I'm right here but like you can't actually have me which that's why I think it's still like this tension and this fire but I do think like there's something's got to give once they finally like get to the point of no more cat and mouse game yeah right that's true I mean I think
0: this is also probably the most alive Eva Spell felt as well and just the excitement of it is probably something that she hasn't maybe ever had felt, yeah. so I think that kind of you know kind of plays into it as well
1: yeah that's a good point wide awake being the yeah. most alive she's ever felt so and she's, like she's finally she's, kind yeah. of off that autopilot
2: and you're like, getting yeah, to know before. yourself yeah getting to know like if you don't go to the dark parts of yourself do you really know yourself like Ooh. do you really <laughs> <laughs> very true yeah. you have to
1: see yourself and sometimes parts of yourself that you don't like mm-hmm. to learn mm-hmm. that's kind of terrifying to, right. to maybe come to the face to face reality that you are in love with a killer mm-hmm. and could potentially start to become one Let's hope we don't find ourselves in those ways. When <laughs> yeah. okay. Let's hope that's not a part of our yeah. self discovery path. No, I exactly. Hope not. I'll
2: take you, or something. We, uh,
1: <laughs> we do know that there are some psychopaths out there, which appropriately leads us to our special segment yes. Woman of the Week, you guys. Are you ready?
0: Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. All right. So, our Wonder Woman of the Week is Brigitte. And she is the leader of a merry gang of mostly female killers known as the Red Army, Hmm. or sorry, the Red Army Faction. And they terrorized West Germany in the 1970s. As a student, you know, she studied philosophy, very much like Villanelle, (laughs) or Billy, Billy, or Billy, as we say. And as an assassin, she was basically unrepentant, and she had a hand in as many as nine ideologically charged murders. So the government that was in um, place at the time they felt was like, you know, the regime similar to the Nazis. So they oh, wow. like robbed banks and murdered people and kidnapped people. So she was in. Um, she was charged with the murders, including those of a uh, Dresner bank chief executive, a West German prosecutor, um, and head of the West German Employers' Federation. Yeah. She was eventually caught and spent almost 25 years in prison, much to the shock of the German people, however. <laughs> he's always in the same way. In 2007, this ice-cold female assassin was paroled, and to this day, she's not shown a scintilla of remorse.
1: Wow scintilla yes what
0: does Sintilla. that mean like none like zero inch
2: of <laughs> i guess i could have put
1: context clues together for that one but yeah, i like, like that very, one.
0: <laughs> yeah so that was her you know when she went in all cute and then obviously she came out 25 years later but still okay time. right yeah. still you know living her best life in germany so oh
1: Living her best life, guys, but let's not try anything. Yeah. Just for the people out there that get any creative ideas. We just like to share these women out of fascination. We're not yes. encouraging yes. this type of behavior. And
2: if exactly. you're watching the show, clearly you have a fascination with them too. I feel like a
1: lot of the people that we chose to talk about are people that villanelle would love. We've never touched on that before, but do we think you know who did Villanelle look up to as a kid, and who inspired her to want to be
2: the way she is? Do you I don't ever know. think that
1: like you know your childhood heroes like for her they would probably be anti
2: heroes. Like I wonder who she would be into. I would kind of say fashion icons I, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Versus like yeah. an assassin.
0: Yeah, it's tough because I think a lot of the assassins that I've read about, and I guess that's maybe that's how they were caught, were like a lot of them have been politically based mm-hmm. um as opposed to like murder for hire people which you don't really hear about as much mm-hmm. so um so i don't know who is
1: <laughs> right. speaking of fashion i would love to know how much jodie the actual woman who plays villanelle is involved in the fashion choices i wonder if it's all stylists or i, I feel, part of me feels like she's got a hand in this that she i don't know could maybe
2: But whoever it is, is doing an amazing job. And I like that they
1: incorporated that in the episode because they could have left that out of just hooking her up with an amazing closet. And they incorporated that to go with the theme of Villanelle's character, which that's what I love, the mixture of her happy and fun and fashion, but also very dark. And it ties together really nicely, which, like we've said before, is the reason that we Mm there are these. Very relatable and funny comments about her, and I think that's why she fools us. Where yeah. it's like, oh, you just killed a couple people. We can get past it because yeah. of those human traits that we can connect with. That we still want her to be our best in. friend. Yeah, we still want to go we shopping. Still, we, with... we still want to go shopping with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like don't okay. get on her bad side and maybe check her luggage before, and you're yeah. fine.
2: Yeah, exactly. Clearly. Clearly. Julia, what do we have for news? So you. After oh. Buzz TV- you guys, Jodie Comer almost died doing this exact Talk about karma. episode. Just kidding. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so the scene where she's with Aaron Peel and she's eating the pasta, she was supposed to eat it really grotesquely, and the pasta was really dry and thick that it went down the wrong tube, and she was starting to choke. But everyone on set thought she was just making oh, an artistic. <laughs> choice. Like, no one thought she was actually choking. Can you imagine? Yeah, she was just, like, the actor was just looking at her, and she was like, no, it's like, so the, the medic had to get it out, because she was like, okay, this is not a joke. Oh, like, they, they let it go. Wow. Imagine how long they let it go, That the point she's like, it ruined pasta for her forever.
1: I mean, that's terrifying, yeah. and it, you probably go into a scene thinking, oh, how fun I got to eat pasta, but that's kind of, like, you know things aren't what they appear to be, in it not exactly. to be gross, but it didn't look dry in the scene. It looked like it was like covered in sauce. They probably, so. That
2: was probably the first take, and yeah. like after, you know, they have to do like <laughs> they're the like, let's up. right. Up. <laughs> like, yeah. She was probably like. Crying and couldn't bear like a to scene do it. that. should be fun, oh is actually
1: gosh. terrifying. Exactly. And then having everyone on the side, like, she's so brilliant. She's yeah. like, no, <laughs> help me. It's like, I'm uh, turning blue. Yeah. Like, it. this is not method acting. I'm actually going to die. Well, what would you yeah. do?
2: Like, someone across from you is like starting to do that, but you don't know because they tell you not to break, you know, the scene. So you're just like watching them and you're just like, Okay, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know if this
0: is real. I know. Creepy Aaron Peel is just watching like... (laughs) I can just imagine mm that. That's That's one thing
1: about theater and live shows. Like, Can you imagine if that happened in a live show? And as a character, at least you know you could. You know, if you messed up the scene, you could redo it. But if that was a live show, and I'm wondering how much time was in between that initial choking scene
2: to... The, like let's do it again. Oh gosh, I hope she, I hope she didn't have to do it again because that was probably traumatizing. She's a true professional. Yes, yes, <laughs> very true, very true. She's and great. to
1: tie it all up, I couldn't not give this away earlier, but our predictions of the final episode of Killing Eve.
0: And now you're after Buzz TV predictions.
1: So I just kind of said my thoughts of I saw the slap scene. I think they're gonna. But heads a little bit mm-hmm. i think there's obviously going to be and rightfully so they've been getting along for like the last three episodes we need a little fire mm-hmm. here so what do you guys think we're going to see in the finale
2: i didn't know if uh them foreshadowing that if she if villanelle were to mess up this uh undercover thing it would just be villanelle and eve on their own so i don't know if villanelle would purposely try to mess things up or would just start going towards aaron Peel's character so that's where I'm at. I'm kind of like, that's a really, I always get Seems really like weird.
1: Eve maybe betrays Villanelle. Because Villanelle, like we see her. Upset. Yeah, we see her thinking that Eve was very much on her side and that maybe Eve's not as much as we thought. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
0: I think that kind of, um, you know, a little bit with what Kenny was saying, like whatever new he's working on. So I feel like MI5 has a plan to sort of leave Villanelle and. Eve sort of out there on their own. So maybe their plan is to have, I don't know if Villanelle kills him or some kind of way where it's like Villanelle and Eve kind of end up taking the rap Mm -hmm. and they kind of don't have the backup
1: that they thought. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it all turns back on Nico (laughs) if they pin him on it. (laughs) (laughs) I was already wrong in my prediction that we weren't going to see much of him because he's proven to still be a pretty important character. And I don't think Eve is going to be happy knowing. That, I mean, yeah, they broke up, but I don't think she's going to be stoked on the idea that Villanelle's keeping him in a closet. No.
0: Yeah. She might not care that much
1: about Gemma. Yeah. It'll (laughs) be interesting
0: how he gets out of that because I'm sure Villanelle didn't really leave any evidence. So it'll be interesting. He'll probably, you know, he may, maybe next season or I don't know. But is he going to get charged with murder? Because I don't know if Gemma really.
2: I mean, yeah. yeah, but would you lock yourself in the room with someone you just killed? That kind of if I was a detective coming in, I'd be like, "All right, you're locked in here too." So part of me would be like, mm, "That's true,"
1: but I could see Villanelle somehow manipulating. That's true. Something. That's true. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, she so. gets
1: away with cold-blooded murder. So All the time. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, wonder, that's you know, how hard it is for exactly. her to get out of this one. Exactly. thank you guys for your input. Always good conversation. Of course, we would love to know what you guys at home are thinking. All the After Buzz comments. Help us dissect this episode <laughs> yes. even more yes, so. please do. This is actually my last episode with you guys because I won't be here for the last. Oh. I can't believe I'm missing the finale, but I know it's in good hands and you guys are going to fully break it we'll down in all the ways <laughs> we'll try to do our best well, yes we you. will well thank you guys again i am Haley J. you can find me on instagram and twitter at hey j
2: h-a-y-j underscore and i'm gillie gomez you can find me on instagram and twitter at it's gillie gomez and
0: i'm erica edwards you can follow me on all of my social media at erica
2: e-r-i-k-a-d as in dora edwards
0: Bye guys. so for now folks